0: welcome back to pulse on the market i'm your host Jane brains founder of brains capital and this is the show designed to help you as an investor make better more educated financial decisions and also i just want to make sure you guys are in the loop with the markets and i do the research for you so you really don't have to <laughs> anyways let's get right into it so the tech sector like amd and are just getting hammered right now so amd down 5.5% and also nvidia which is down 5.73% so to j- just the semiconductor technology sector in general is, is really dragging the market down right now we see that the nasdaq is down 1.07% the s&p falls below 5000 again it's at point or it's minus -0.54% today the small caps down 1.14% we see that that SMCI, Super Microcomputers, that's the company that had that huge run at the beginning of the year. And they're, we've seen another slide, they're down 12 13% today. And they are part of this the small cap, the Russell 2000. So that is drawing that down as well. And because the Dow isn't super heavy on the technology sector, it is actually up 0.07% as we speak. So while the entire market, even the 10-year treasury yields are down 1%, that we've seen that the dow is up 0.07 percent, so it's barely up at all but because it's not super heavy on the technology sector it's up and that's how i know that it's that the not the majority but that it has less of the technology sectors because it's in the positive whereas the nasdaq the s p which is i think it has eight to nine percent more than the dow in regards to technology uh, just the makeup of it and so it is currently up we have news that Capital One acquired Discover. So they, they plan to acquire Discover for a 35300000000 billion all-stock deal. So they, they just created a lending giant, basically. And the deal, subject to regulatory approval, is what it says here, is expected to close in late 2024 or early 2025. And due to this news, Discover rose 13% in share price in pre-market, and we saw that Visa and MasterCard are falling due to the news. So, MasterCard is actually down 3%, and let's check out what Visa is at as well. We can pull that up real quick, and Visa is down 1.2%, so they're taking a hit. The, pay- the the payment processors are taking a hit from this big move by Capital One acquiring Discover. So they're creating a lending giant where payment processing is going down. We usually see this cause and effect relationship between a lot of sectors, a lot of markets. For example, due to high inflation, we see that uh, this actually affects Home Depot because high inflation, there's less home buyers, less home buyers. That means people aren't buying the materials for the homes. And so Home Depot forecasts a week, 2024 results, and their expected sales decline is around one percent so their sales are expected to decline and this is below projections and this is due to this continued low demand in home remodeling and in just home building so their inflation or just inflation is just is killing home depot and we see this cause and effect and there are areas in the market that benefit from inflation we see that the inverse funds will will typically do well in a high inflation environment so it's good to mitigate the risk by having positions of just the inverses of what you're doing. So just to hedge your positions and to make sure you're safe in a heavily downturned market. I don't know if we're going to see that, but we do see once again that the market is out on a limb. Even the smallest bit of news just causes the entire market to fall. And But what, what we've seen recently is that it seems to be that buy the dip, sell the high, and because every time this happens usually the next day the market recovers and then it goes up three four percent and so i wouldn't be surprised if tomorrow morning in the pre-market we see companies start to recover and we see that the indexes start to improve and the market in general we usually it has been bouncing back i'm not saying that it's a it's a given that it's for sure going to happen but we have been seeing that so it might be a solid time to buy the dip all right, we see that SMCI, just a little bit more news on them. They're down $100 a share once again. So it's down 12.5% to 700. At one point, they're over 1,000. So SMCI has taken a hit, and it's due to a lot of speculation, or at least people don't want to lose their gains that they have already. So once they see that the hype, they, they believe that the hype is at an end, and the stock begins to slide, and to protect their wins, their their capital gains, they don't want or yeah they don't want to hold on longer and potentially lose out on what they've already made so we see an immediate sell off and it's just like a landslide especially with companies like SMCI that have grown so much since the start of the year and because year to date I believe even after these two awful days for SMCI they're still up 150% year to date it's not in comparison to their once I believe it was around 300% and over the last year, though, 637% increase. So it's still doing good year to date. And over the last year, over the last six months, three, three months, it's been doing phenomenal. It's just this last week that, that hasn't been too good for SMCI. All right. So NVIDIA, finally, dethrones Tesla. So they overtook Tesla as Wall Street's most traded stock. So that was Tesla for a very long time now. But NVIDIA has surpassed them along with their market cap that broke $1.8 trillion, so it surpassed Google, like I said in my last episode, which makes it the third most valuable U.S. company. Now, this was news of last week, essentially, because today, since the stock has dropped 38 points, over 5%, the market cap is now $1.69 trillion. We We see this, that it can move $110 billion in just a singular day if it's a bad day or a good day. We saw with Meta after a good, good earnings report, their market cap increased 200, over 200 billion, which is insane. And after the earnings report tomorrow for Nvidia, next one, the it's tomorrow Wednesday after the close, and it has potential. Th- this trading or this this earnings report is huge because the whole technology, they're the leaders in the technology industry in this sector. And if they perform below average or below the expected performance of NVIDIA, then we could see not just a sellout in NVIDIA, but also in the rest of the technology sector, which would call, cause a sellout in the market in general. It, it'll be a sign of weakness in the market, even if it's not. And But there'll be a lot of speculation. So if NVIDIA doesn't do well tomorrow, I can see it having negative consequences on the rest of the market. And the potential for it to drop has increase the premiums for options trading dramatically. So if you do currently have a position, at least 100 shares, and you want to hedge your position, it wouldn't be a bad idea to sell a covered call, which would give you a premium instantly. It might cap your gains if the stock shoots up, but also if it starts to drop, you'll you'll protect some of those gains because that premium will basically drop your cost basis down even lower. So that's... That's the mindset, that's hedging your position. And so I might be looking to do that at the end of the close today. I'll probably wait for the stock to increase once again because you, typically NVIDIA drops at the beginning of the day, at least what I've seen for the last couple of weeks. It drops at the beginning of the day, at the beginning of the day. And then towards the end, it starts creeping its way back up and we see a steady incline towards the end of the day. And so I project that that will help happen as well. It drops to lows of 679. It's already at 689, so we are starting to see it steadily increase little by little. And so I'm, I'm going to wait because the higher the stock goes, the, the better premiums I'll get for that same strike price, basically, that I was planning on selling it at. So we're going to wait for a little bit. All right. So Neuralink, that's Elon Musk's company. And their first patient did the test. Props to them because that's a that's a risky to be the Neuralink's first patient because there's a lot that could go wrong. But... Elon Musk said that their first patient can control a computer mouse through thought I can't even begin to imagine what that looks like like how you would even create that because that's insane they can literally control their mouse their computer mouse through just thinking all they have to do is think and it performs the action so that is that is advanced technology there's a lot of people that are speculating that this could be bad a lot of Christians I've seen also are saying that it could be the mark of the devil which I heavily doubt especially being a Christian I doubt that it's the mark of the devil and but I think that people are going to hate on it at first until they see the results that it has on the lives of these people that they'll be able to recover from sicknesses quicker or just not get sick they'll be able to be smarter just more effective more productive and I think that people start to hop on the train regardless And so props to Elon Musk for conducting this. It's really impressive research. And I think that this could be the start of a new industry that could just make humans far more productive. All right, let's get on to the earnings reports. So we're closing up on the rest of the earnings reports for this season. And just for the recent ones, Walmart, they released their earnings. So their revenue was up 5% year over year and their EPS was up 5.26%. So those are single digit growers and... It wouldn't, it's, Walmart isn't a terrible investment, but for me personally, for growth stocks, I like to invest in double digit growers or just at least projected double digit growth. And so I'm just not very impressed by that. At least it's not negative, that's on the bright side. All right, Home Depot, the revenue is down 3% year over year and their EPS is down 5, almost 15% year over year. So that's negative growth. Inflation rates are just hurting the Home Depot and once those drop i can see the the share price and the revenue eps of home depot start to increase but until then it's going to continue negatively affecting the home depot and their stock tickers hd and for walmart it's wmt all right medtronic they were up 4.68% in revenue year over year and their eps uh they beat it by 0.04% or 0.04 cents so it was $1.30 all right, Barclays, oof, they took a beating. So their revenue was up 2.15% year-over-year, but they missed the report by 430 million. And their EPS was 0.21 dollars per share, and they missed it by 0.15. This represents a minus 30% year-over-year in EPS. That is not a good look for the program. So uh, let's see what the stock is currently trading at. I'm sure that that wasn't the best news for it. <laughs> and let's check this out so oh they actually had a hold up that actually surprises me so Barclays oh I saw I saw that they had some news I'm sorry I don't know the reason behind it but I saw that they had some news I think they cut their dividends and they came out with another news reports and it actually caused the stock to go up 12 percent even though it wasn't the best earnings report for Barclays. Wait, I might be looking at the wrong thing. I'm sorry, guys. That is that is really unorganized. That's on me. I should have this information already solved. Uh, shoot. I don't know. So it's up 12%, but I, I don't see the earnings report. Okay. Well, it says here that the estimate was 0.8, 0.08%. Geez, I'm a wreck. I'm sorry, guys. That the estimate was 0.08 earnings per share, and the actual is negative 0.04. So I got I got those two numbers mixed up. I apologize. So that surprise was minus 0.11 dollars per share, which is 144% decrease. And yeah, so but we we are seeing an increase. That's proof that just because the the stock performs below the estimate, it still can increase due to guidance, due to other news reports. And I will have more information on that tomorrow on Barclays because the market has not been performing well today. And to see Barclays go up like that, there has to be something significant in the earnings report. All right. So back to the upcoming earnings. Palo Alto Networks will will, will report today after close. And their estimates are $1.97 billion in revenue, which is 19% year-over-year, and $1.3 per share, earnings per share, which is 23.81% year-over-year. I like Palo Alto Networks. We are seeing increases year-after-year in their earnings and in their revenue, and it's a solid growth stock, and I'm a fan. NVIDIA reports tomorrow, obviously. They are estimated to report $20.24 billion in revenue which is 234% year over year, and $4.53 per share in earnings. And that's up 414% year over year, which is insane, That's, that's a crazy growth rate. And this is why Nvidia is dominating, because their growth, their earnings per share, their revenue is increasing dramatically. And so I wouldn't be surprised to see that continue. If it falls short of the expectations of the investors, then like I said earlier, we could see it affect the entire market tomorrow. So tomorrow after the close, Thursday is going to be an interesting day because that's when, uh, yeah, so that's that's post report of NVIDIA. So we'll see how that turns out tomorrow or on Thursday, sorry. All right, anything else that's important? Um, so that's after NVIDIA, I believe that this is the last of the big companies to report and that would conclude the majority of, of just the, the earnings season. And I love earnings season. It's always an exciting time of the year happens four times. And it's my favorite time. Every time the best season is earning season, in my opinion, but so that would be it for today for my, so I actually do want to share just a mindset, uh, just tip of the day. And it's the art of risk mitigation. So part of investing, you need risk mitigation. It's super important. Because like you heard, it's commonly heard that if you lose half your position, it takes twice as much to get back up to that point. So making sure you don't lose too much is crucial in investing. So there was a trader, his name was Paul Tudor Jones, and this is back in the early 1980s, 1990s, and he said the most important rule of trading is to play great defense, not great offense. He said, he said, every day I assume every position I have is wrong. I know where my stop risk points are going to be. I do that so I can define my maximum possible drawdown. Hopefully, I spend the rest of the day enjoying positions that are going in my direction. If they're going against me, then I have a game plan for getting out. He's always thinking on the defensive. It's a great tactic in chess as well. They're awfully similar. Where great chess players are thinking of what the other player can do, what could possibly happen... And using that, they can plan for their offense, but based off of a defensive mindset. It's very common in chess and in chess players. And so that's the same thing with trading. We, have, we can't just think of all the theoretical gains that we could possibly have or just go for home runs and moonshots. No, we got to defend our positions. We got to mitigate risk. And the, the result of that is minimal losses and maximum gains. We can, we can maximize our positions if we're doing that. Once again, don't cut wins and extend your losses. Cut those losses and extend your wins. That's a great mentality to have in trading. Guys, thank you for tuning in. I apologize for the uh, just for the confusion and for me not being exactly ready for some of the stuff in the show today. But we will improve. We will get better. And I appreciate you guys. If you reach out to me on marketpulse.io, I will I will respond as quick as possible. And feel free to do it. Ask me any question. And you can even give me a stock ticker that I can look up or that I can research and dive into. And I'll give you a report in the next show. And... Here is my little as usual my my ghetto disclaimer. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial investment or legal advice. The content provided is based on the host's personal opinions and experiences. Listeners are advised to conduct their own research and seek the advice of qualified prof- professionals. Before making any investment decisions, the host and guests do not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information shared, and they are not responsible for any actions taken based on the content of this podcast. Investing involves risk. It's all risky. And past performance is not indicative of future results. The host and guests are not responsible for any losses or damages that may occur as a result of investments made after listening to this podcast. Once again, guys, love you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. And I will catch you tomorrow.